serpents and spiders, tail of a rat. Call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards. And witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Podcast. I'm your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. It's sitting right across from me on this very lovely October evening. Is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail? Art, say hello to the millions and millions. What the fuck is going on, guys? Guys, it's Halloween season. Go to CavemanCoffee.com. Check out the pumpkin spice. Nitro cold brew. It's still a nitro cold brew, but it's you know it's for the fucking like nitro spice. Uh, nitro, spice. <laughs> nitro spices out there. Pumpkin spice girl and you, dude. Like everybody, everybody has that pumpkin spice girl inside them. I, I assume <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but uh, you know I assume you got your Han Solo jacket and Han Solo boots out. It's a season for pumpkin spice. Use promo code America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off. Tell Martin Jacob sent you. If nitro cold brew or pumpkin spice nitro cold brew isn't your thing, try the regular nitro cold brew. Try the hibiscus tea. Try the, you know, brew your own at home uh, batch. Uh, they even have decaf. I used to drink the decaf all the time. It's still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Put you some know. cacao butter on that shit. Yeah, yeah. They do have the cacao butter. I have I have not had that in a while, but uh, 
but they also haven't sent the free batch. <laughs> but yeah, use promo code America at checkout to receive 15% off. Tell them Martin Jacob sent you. Yeah. And with that said, guys, I need everyone to head on over to our other sponsor. Guys, I need everyone to head on over to SucreApparel.com. We're the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So uh, check out all the merchandise that she has designed with her own two lovely hands. Uh, fill up your cart. But before you guys hit checkout, I need everyone to enter promo code ART and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But ART, we're not here to talk about cacao butter or pumpkin spice or Han Solo boots and Han Solo jackets. Somehow, some way, I knew exactly what you're talking about. I'm not even a Star Wars fan, but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Those Karens that walk into Starbucks and Farmer, or not Farmer Boys, uh, Farmer Dutch Bro- Market. <laughs> Farmer's Market. <laughs> Farmer Boys. <laughs> the the Dutch Brothers and shit. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. The, yeah, yeah. It's that season, dude. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know who started that, but that is the ultimate, like, uh, you know, like, they're listening to, like, some like alternative pop bullshit. I don't know. I have no idea what is popular. Some Ed Sheeran shit or something. Yeah. Doesn't Jesus like Ed Sheeran? Probably. He, yeah. He, he was at an Ed Sheeran concert. I assume he. Do- <laughs> I assume he also buys like a vest and like and like boots when and drinks his like pumpkin spice. Some Ugg boots and some like yeah, like a yeah. like a like a jacket vest. What yeah. like what? Like, how does that even? You like, know what's funny? So my I brother, need my arms covered. Yeah. Maddie, who you've met all the time, yeah. he's a vest guy. Really? And I'm always like, how do you become a vest guy? Like, you you want to be warm, but not your arms. Yeah. He looks cool though. I will say, like, Maddie just has like that chiseled chin thing. He you does. Know? Yeah. So he does look cool. Like he looks like he's on the cover of like a Mervin's like <laughs> catalog or something. Like he looks good, but yeah. um, <laughs> but um, but it's still I don't understand vests. Like it's like. Why would you want to just be warm everywhere? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I it, something in me like I just need like every like if I'm gonna cover up, I'm gonna cover up, man. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna fucking bullshit it with a vest and whatnot. Like it, I, it, it just seems weird, you know. Yeah, like I feel yeah. like I'm like putting on a gorilla outfit or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get vest, but it, but but I don't know. Like for a long time, like I guess I also wasn't like a sandal guy, and uh-huh. like I do get I get sandals more and more like mm-hmm. as time goes on, but. Yeah, I don't know, like, like vests are that one thing that's just like, I don't know if I'd ever really feel comfortable wearing a vest. Like, like people would question my sexuality. I'm very for, secure for, in for it. For Halloween, but... I'm going to show up wearing a vest, though. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, it's it's wild, dude. Yeah. Some people can pull it off, though. Like I said, like, yeah. Maddie pulls it off well. I don't even question it, and all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, you're wearing a vest. What's going on here? Yeah. Everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone go to the other room and talk about hey, it? Hey, man. Is anybody, anyone hitting you? What's going on here, dude? <laughs> we can get you help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're yeah. not here to talk about best art. What are we here to talk about today? Guys, we're here. You know what? I, I guess we, I, I don't know what we would title this. What were we going to title this? Talking to the Dead? Spiritualism? I guess officially per Wikipedia, it's called Spiritualism. The Spiritualism Revival? Um, or not Revival. Uh, movement. Movement, yeah. I, I guess that's what Wikipedia calls it. Um, but I, when you try to look up podcasts to, you know, see how other shows cover this topic, you have to put the spiritualist movement. Um, but when you pitch this topic to me, I was like, spiritualism, you know, like, like going to church and shit. We need to get you back into church, brother. (laughs) Brother, I've been praying for you. I just want you to know I've been praying for you, dude. Uh, I just want to say, you know, have you baptized Archie? Like, (laughs) have you dipped him into the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Minnetonka. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I hope not. <laughs> that means something totally different, sir. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm I not trying know. to ride my motorcycle up to Hart Park, and then all of a sudden Archie's just standing there with his ding dong hound. <laughs> Yeah, you, a, you guys all need, your whole family needs to all dress in white and go down to fucking Cheeto infested, catfish infested heart park. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Well, the funny thing about this is I think I mentioned it last week. Um, I watched the movie um, A Haunting in Venice. And and this is a topic I had already in mind for a while, but I was and I had pitched to you like, hey, we should cover the Ouija board. Uh-huh. And then you said, what about the Ouija board? And I was like, ah, you know, I guess you know, Ouija board by itself as like isn't enough for like a podcast. But then I saw the haunting in Venice, and I was like, that's a really interesting concept and time period because not to spoil the movie or anything, it doesn't spoil that much, but it is a like detective trying to debunk one of these like you know, spiritualism, you know, speakers to the dead or whatever they want to be called. There's a correct term. Medium. Medium, right? And they have a connection to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. And and he's trying to debunk it. And so that's, you know, the big thing about the movie is like this dude, the scientific detective guy trying to debunk a medium, basically. Uh And like, I thought that was a really interesting thing because it's like, you know, not a, you know, not not a crazy idea for a movie and it is something that really was popular at, at a time and place and in the world really especially in america mm-hmm. especially in the northern part of the united states but definitely you know at the beginning of the 19th century it was the hot thing to be you know it almost became its own religion correct so that was that was really and that i didn't know that i didn't know that this was you know, was labeled as its own religion at the time. Which is debatable, too, because, like, the majority of people who are spiritualist or who believe in spiritualism, mm-hmm. um, there is a church of spiritualism, right? It has mm-hmm. its own doctrines and whatnot. I believe Alan, Alan Kardec, mm-hmm. you know, he, he put together the tenets of it, you know, like a Joseph Smith or Moses or Jesus mm-hmm. or whatnot, right? Or, you know, the Prophet Muhammad or whatnot. Like, he's that guy for that movement. But like ninety percent of the people who believe that they are spiritualists or people who can talk to that or mediums or whatever, they don't follow like a Bible. They don't follow a you know a Quran or a Torah or anything, if you will. It's very much an individual individualistic um, thing. Or and it kind of like like with voodoo uh, when we talked about New Orleans voodoo a couple of years back, um, as well as brujeria. Like it's also seen as something that can work in conjunction or auxiliary. To Christianity, which is yeah. wild, considering like no matter what any spiritualist tells you, not to sound like the the Bible thumping you know conservative over here, um, which I'm not. Um, it, the Bible is very, very explicit about not commingling other things with Christianity or you know the Bible. Well, that's the big thing. I mean, you look at like where it started to become popular. It was mostly in English speaking countries. It, you know, at at its height, I think it reached 8 million followers at one point. Mm-hmm. It was mostly a United States and Europe thing. But it was really, it, it had its reaches all over the world. Right? Correct, yeah. I, I do think that because it felt so, like, mystical, like, you know, tarot card reading was not a new thing or talking boards were not a new thing. But this is the first time that, you know, they were 
easily accessible for the first time where it's like you didn't have to go to a back alley to like get your palm read or your cards read to you type of thing. Correct. You know, like it was it was a very like different time period, I I suppose, where now somebody can come to your home or host a large party. And that's the other thing. It became a very like sociable religion, I suppose. Uh huh. And it really like I mean, really, if you think about it at this time period, like diseases were like killing people like left and right, like like really simple diseases, like oh, dude, Jimmy got a paper cut and now he has like tetanus. Dude, dude, uh, yeah, like, two weeks to live. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you're hundred percent right because I was like looking up something like in Britannica.com or whatever, and like this is we're talking about like when all this popped off, and we'll get into the who, what, when, where, and why of it all. But back, like when this all started, like in like the mid eighteen hundreds, yeah, like the you, your life expectancy, like we're both like thirty seven, thirty eight years yeah. old. Like, dude, we could have filed for our social security yeah, during yeah. that time. Like, we're we're elderly compared to like how how old people used to live back in the day. Dude, you know what's crazy? So I told you if you listen to Patreon, I talk about how I was in the Queen Mary ship today, and our tour guide was saying like, oh yeah, like a lot of the a lot of the um the people like the younger people on the boat they had to do all the shitty jobs and then he's like by the way when i say younger people i don't mean like in their early 20s or something <laughs> like that i'm saying like like 9 to 14 year olds like that's when you're expected to get your first job and their first job was to sail around the world on ships fuck and it's like dude imagine being like 9 years old and you got like a fucking grown ass man job where you got to throw like coal into fire and shit <laughs> <laughs> there was no child labor laws at this time period bro it was just like you're fucking going to Antarctica, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I could see, like, you know, if we started shoveling coal at age nine, yeah, I could see how, you know, by age 39, we're probably, like, packing it in already, dude. We're like, yeah. no more going to the sand trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to work on my garden. Yeah. Yeah. Time to see the sunset like Danos. Like <laughs> 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 nice. So... Basically, uh, what most spiritualists believe in, it's a belief in the afterlife uh, where the departed could communicate with the living in the spirit world slash realm. Uh, they also believe that spirits, you know, I mean, coming from a religious background, we believe like when you die, you either go to a heaven or a hell. Um, and if you're Catholic, there's purgatory, like in between time where you got to atone for your sins so you know where to go, right? Uh, but like in the, in this um, movement, I guess you can say, uh, spirits evolve. So kind of like, you know, the theory of evolution, but in the spirit world where uh, you gain more knowledge, um, you can take on, you know, a role as a spirit guide to a medium, uh, where you can communicate, you know, uh, you know, moral insight into, you know, the living, um, you know, answer ethical issues. Um, so basically you're a Dr. Phil of the spirit world, yeah. if you will. Um, or also, you know, be a conduit for God himself, basically, you know. Um, and that's what spiritualists believe. Um, probably one of the most famous... Uh, modern versions is that Long Island medium that <laughs> shows uh -huh. up on syndicated uh, television. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy, another gentleman and whatnot. I forget his name. His name escapes me. But, um, but yeah, that's basically what it is. You know, it's uh, people who believe they can speak to the dead. Do you remember back in the, uh, we're both children of like the late eighties or nineties. You know, we lived, I, I like to believe ourselves as like real children in the nineties. Cause we mm. saw the entirety of the nineties. Oh yeah. 
we didn't just show up in like 96 and start calling ourselves <laughs> children of the 90s but like <laughs> but like i do think that in our in our youth we would see things like miss cleo show up all the time yep and like that became like a really pop like the popularity of miss cleo was humongous Correct. like like because of things like this because the curiosity of a loved one or something like that or trying to contact you know your grandma or something you know like that whole thing like that has never gone away like it has you know we'll get into what made it even more so popular at this time period but that is just like human curiosity thing i mean we talk about it now into like you know we're like oh we're gonna put our like dead parents into ai consciousness and like so we can talk to them on like our fucking <laughs> like tablets <Yeah>. or some <laughs> shit you know like you know it's like a fucking like black mirror episode now yeah, where yeah. it's like you can transfer like create a ai jacob where it's like just fucking chat gbt jacob <laughs> one day we're gonna have like two fucking ais cover the podcast for us <laughs> and they'll just do just as good of a job yeah so <laughs> like hey, dude i'm gonna be at disneyland <laughs> I'm going to be at Universal Studios. Just have the AI fucking throw out an episode fucking, this week. Uh, this week we're covering condoms. The do's and don'ts <laughs> of condoms. <laughs> One time I was using lambskin. No, um, yeah, no, no. It is scary because uh, that's where we're at right now. And then you got to think back in the day, um, and we'll cover the, like I said, the who, what, when, where, and why. Uh, but back when all this started, like in 1848, you know, this is like very much the industrial era. This is also the era where we're coming out of, you know, puritanical tyranny mm-hmm. where, you know, people start to question things and science becomes more prevalent. You start yeah. to get things like, you know, photography for the first time. Um, this is kind of like the origins of like people messing around with electricity. Like it was not what it is now, but mm-hmm. it was definitely like, let's go shock a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I mean to like tie it into like AI. Like AI is very scary and the, we have this very black mirror-ish belief of what was happening. But that was also like the belief of like, you know, you're telling me like there's radio waves, there's things in the air that I can't see. There's are flying there, like there's static electricity, like. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me there's things that are around me that I don't see? That very much sounds, you know, although science fact, it very much translates to how is that any different than a ghost? <laughs> and right, like, yeah. And so you're telling me people can prove that there's electricity and radio waves and things like that in the air? Like that's not, you know, not, not a far stretch from That's like, not in the Bible. Yeah, yeah it's like, they don't talk about fucking electricity in the Bible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Moses didn't have lights in his house. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I could see how, like, that slowly becomes, hey, well, if we can do that, we can fucking talk to ghosts. Correct, yeah. So, And spiritualist, um, and I mentioned this date uh, because it's very important, this is the genesis. Mind you, there's a bunch of precursors to spiritualism. You know, you can talk about Emanuel Swedenberg. We can talk about Franz Mesmer and all these, like, you know, these things things that they came up with to set the groundwork for it and whatnot. But that's like talking about hip hop. And then we got to go all the way back to fucking jazz times and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not important. Like, okay, fat five, Freddy, uh, fucking sugar, Hill sugar, Hill gang shows up and yeah. like fucking make it popular. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to start from the sugar Hill gang guys. We don't need yeah. to talk about 16 hours worth about, you know, jazz and all that shit and the blues. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we can talk about all that. Um, but regardless of the fact, the genesis of all this starts, uh, looks like March 31st, 1848 in Hydesville, New York. So upstate New York, where two sisters eventually becomes three, uh, called the Fox sisters, 
they report that they hear some rapping uh, in their home. So basically the Sugar Hill Gang <laughs> is up in their attic. No, we're not. We're talking about that kind of rapping. We're talking about yeah, just kind of rapping. Knocking, yeah. So they hear that that becomes like their big calling card that these girls can kind of have a link to the afterlife, the spirit world. Um, yeah, because they start to communicate with that rapping noise, which they say it was, um, you know, a, a, a murdered feller uh, that used to live in that house. And, you know, he, he was trying to communicate with them, you know, two knocks for yes, one knock for no. And, you know, eventually they, you know, come up with a more sophisticated way of uh, being able to communicate with him. And they become huge celebrities. You know, they become these celebrity mediums who are able to, you know, speak to the dead in the afterworld and whatnot. Yeah, and they really become like the the it girls yeah. <laughs> of the uh, mediums and like talking to the spirit world. And one thing I ha- I didn't put two and two together, and I was listening to. I want to give credit to another podcast. I don't want to just steal their fucking vibe, but um, the Stuff You Should Know podcast does a really good job of explaining this part where it's like, and I hadn't even thought about this, but like the why all of a sudden women, and this is you know think about it, we're still in a very like male-driven world at this time period, but women become the forefront of this this movement. This movement. And the why is pretty interesting, and it's because a lot of these people are like charlatans. Like, this is parlor <laughs> tricks. This is, you know, the whole, like, knocking and, like, everything that's going on. It's the big dresses that you can wear to cover up your heels, to, like, stomping on the ground. It's like the the rings that you can wear to manipulate things that are happening in the table. It's you know women become like the forefront. It's, you know there's a few men in this movement, and you know they're not all of them are debunked. I just want to say that there's some mediums out there that were never debunked, but I will say a lot of them were. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them by magicians, and we'll get into that later on. But that was the that was one of the most like intriguing things to me that I, I hadn't thought about the why. I always thought that was just like a caricature. Even in that movie, The Haunting in Venice, like the main the 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 medium is a woman, and I didn't even think about that. I was just like, whatever, they're just being dramatic. Well, even in the Haunted Mansion, you know, yeah, who's the, the medium in there? Madame Leota. Leota. Yeah. yeah. So it's um it's a lot of that, uh, but then also too, you know, they would go on the they would take their show on the road where uh, they would you know basically hold seances in front of an audience. It got so popular, mm-hmm. you know, they took it from, you know, living room to living rooms and whatnot. And then it become, you know, auditoriums to stadiums, you know, you know, just, you know, people paying, you know, to be able to talk to the dead and whatnot, yeah. right? And it was a very popular movement, you said also with women, but a lot of progressives at this time because, mm-hmm. you know, they were getting fed up with, you know, puritanical tyranny. All these liberals. Yeah. <laughs> all the AOCs of the world. Yeah, no, the, they were the AOCs of the world, basically, but they were getting sick of, you know, the you know, super <laughs> conservatives and whatnot. And so they were looking for other answers. Also, we were living in a time during, you know, movements such as, you know, women's suffrage as well as, um, you know, the abolishment of slavery. You know, that was becoming a big issue at the time as well. So a lot of people who were against those things, very conservative things, uh, started to move towards things like spiritualism. And then, oh, yeah, also during this time frame, you have something called the Civil War that was popping up and whatnot, killing uh, millions of uh, men who, you know, went off to war and were never seen again. Uh, But to go back on the Fox sisters a little bit, um, what they would do is, you know, they would recreate like these uh, rapping sounds and um, 
the way it was explained, I was like, oh, that's pretty genius. Uh, and another way it was explained is that you know, it was pretty disgusting. Uh, one of the ways was, is like I mentioned, there was two sisters that had this medium gift, right? Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Uh, but the third sister, she was more or less the manager, and she was kind of like the Vince McMahon behind-the-scenes person. <laughs> and uh, when they finally admitted you know, that it was all a hoax, they said one of the ways they recreated the wrappings you know, uh, during their live shows is they would you know, tie an apple you know, over one of the raptors, and then like just she would just casually pull the string, and then the apple would hit, you know, the the wooden floor, creating like this echoey rapping sound. Uh, the more disgusting one, though, like you said, you know, they were able to hide this, you know, their very elaborate long dresses and whatnot, is that they would crack their toe knuckles uh, <laughs> under the yeah. table, and it would reverberate around the fucking uh, the auditorium and whatnot. But yeah, they would have developed a very uh, elaborate way of tricking people yeah for basically money right that that whole uh that that scene whenever you're on the haunted mansion right and the the manly order character says like ring the bell like and they start drinking that's a real thing that would happen where like they would literally tie like fishing wire and 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 keep in mind these seance rooms are very dark because it has to be dark to to speak to the dead and all these things like that very traditional parlor tricks of like what you would expect in these things Mm -hmm. and like uh, like that, you know, very clever. That's better, better, very clever. Like you know, magician tricks of a bell flying in the air and like mm-hmm. ringing. And it's like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I think this is where like the birth of the idea of ectoplasm became a thing, <laughs> yeah. where they would shoot like smoke bomb or like just different things. It's like, oh, that's ectoplasm from the ghost, and it's like, yeah, people would be blown away by that sort of thing. Or they start speaking a different language and whatever, kind of like speaking in tongues in church, mm-hmm. and then like stuff would come out of their mouth. Now sometimes it was cloth, sometimes it was chicken livers and whatnot. And they would get so elaborate. There was one medium who would basically, it would turn into an all-out orgy, and she would shit out chicken livers out of her ass that she stuffed up there that she would dye green and then, like, shit it out um, because she would go into these trances, start speaking, you know, on behalf of the dead, and she would be butt-ass naked, sometimes, (laughs) you know, blowing people, sometimes having some some hot lesbian sex with people as well. Uh, but then also, too, she would stop what she was doing and just this quote-unquote ectoplasm would come out of her orifices. Yeah. And as it turns out, it would be either, like I said, cloth, chicken livers, or anything else. Yeah, I saw some that, like, they were uh, putting, like, dolls up their butts and things like that. And that's the other thing about women. Like, to debunk a man, you know, they would probably, like, make sure that, you know, when you look at a magician, we... We have all these things like you got to check, roll up the sleeves and all this shit. Make sure he doesn't have anything up his sleeves and all this stuff. You got to wear the tight clothes and stuff like that. With the women at this time period, it was like they would show up with these like giant old dresses and stuff like that. A lot of places to hide things. And so, you know, all of it plays into the the convenience of why women were becoming the the forefront of these, the mediums and Mm -hmm. spirit talkers. Yeah. So I mentioned also, too, you know, it was very um, progressive. It went hand in hand with the progressive movement and whatnot. Uh, It also served as another way to meet uh, without being, you know, uh, targeted basically by, you know, the more conservative outlets. So if you were somebody that was frustrated that, you know, women didn't have equal rights or that, you know, your friend, you know, your African-American friends were slaves, very very much viewed as property. You can hold these seances because it was very much too, I'll say this, a very 
uh, middle to upper class movement. A lot mm-hmm. of poor people weren't involved in this. Uh, you can hold these seances, but then also meet to discuss your strategy on abolishing slavery as well as getting right, you know, changing laws for women to yeah. be able to vote and shit. Well, two things were really important about this. One, it was mostly happening in the upper half of the United States, mm-hmm. basically the half that won the, the, one, the civil, civil war. Yeah. And so it was happening in those things. And a lot of times, and like you said, it was happening to more of the upper class people. A lot of times they would want to get celebrities of the time to try to, like, get them in on this. And, and that really was, like, you know, the influencers before we had influencers <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Because then when you find out, like, Fred Astaire is, like, into this stuff or whatever, you know, whoever the celebrity is. I can't think of a celebrity of this time period. Mm. Fucking Hitler or something. Well, like. I mean, there was popular people like, like fucking Mary Todd Lincoln. Abraham uh-huh. Lincoln's wife was very much into this. Yeah. Fucking Queen Victoria, that who, the Victorian era that, yeah. that's named after this whole era. She was very much into Did, this. Didn't we, we did an episode on the, the Winchester mansion, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Like the whole Winchester, the Winchester house had a medium room in it. Correct. Like, yeah. It literally had a room built for like mediums and seances to happen. Like mm-hmm. it was a very popular thing amongst the rich. Um, and because of that, it kind of validates it to everybody else. Like, you know, you see fucking Logan Paul jerking off in public. I'm going to start jerking yeah, off in public. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's, that's fucking Logan Paul. Yeah, prime energy, <laughs> baby. He, I mean, even the guy that wrote fucking Sherlock Holmes, uh, Conan Doyle, yeah. you know, he was um, a big proponent of the spiritualist movement, as well as like a lot of uh, scientists in Europe, you know, a lot of... Um, you know, astro- a lot of uh, chemists and physicists and physicians as well that were very much into this because it helped explain the why of it all. I mean, yeah, like you said, th- there is some examples like the Fox sisters who were frauds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also ones like you mentioned as well that weren't ever, you know, exposed as frauds. And that kind of gets into like that area where like, yeah, you 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 do... <laughs> play with fire yeah you're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna get burned i guess you could say because there is instances too where it's just like they open doors that they never shut and whatnot right that's how you get we've mentioned you know we've covered many haunted houses and whatnot and this is some of this time is where uh, these haunted houses get their beginnings as well holding seances uh, uh you know messing around with table turning also you know invoking spirits and whatnot and one of the the ways of being a medium is is you either have the gift, right? Which you know, if you if you, you naturally you can talk to the dead or I see dead people kind of thing, mm-hmm. so be it. You know, I'm not here to debunk you and whatnot. But then there's also the other side of it too, where they say that you can actually study to become a medium and whatnot. And I think this is where you end up with, you know, amateurs. Like I said, opening doors that probably they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So opening, I should say. Yeah, I mean the whole what's a real medium, and I, I, I kind of struggle with that because I, I told you early this episode I was like, hey man, check out this, this uh Netflix show called like, forgot what it was called. It was basically people that, in my opinion, it feels like they're just faking their way through an episode going like oh, i felt a shiver and all of a sudden i heard the word nancy in my head is there a nancy in this room like to me it feels really fake <laughs> and i feel like like how do you debunk that like you mm-hmm. can't debunk like what they heard or whatever like or even one podcast i was listening to like it was a bunch of quote-unquote mediums you know doing a zoom call uh for their episode to talk about what we're talking about too 
and they were like, is there another person in the room with you, sir? Uh, because there's a lady that keeps popping in and out. And he goes, no, I'm here at this house by myself. And he goes, oh, it must be the former owner of that house. And it's like, well, how are you going to debunk that or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Only she saw it. Right? Yeah. And there were a lot of things that were happening. We talked about, you know, the rise of the popularity of Ouija board, something that had been around for hundreds of years prior to that. But it's like all of a sudden it became really popular. So much so that like the good people at the Parker Brothers Corporation started <laughs> selling it. You know, right next to Monopoly. Yeah. It was like it was really popular. Like now you can do your own seances at home type mm-hmm. of thing, you know? And like how do you debunk that? Like to this day, like Ouija board in general is like it to me it's just like a trick of of the mind. Like it's just like it's not moving, like you're you're moving it. Like whether mm-hmm. you liked whether you like to believe it or not, even if you held out your hand in front of you and said, hold it still, it still moves. Yeah, so it's like, you know, the, the the planchette, whatever, like, is really, like, you know, sensitive to that sort of thing. So it, it's moving, but you're moving it without even thinking about it. In my mm-hmm. opinion, that's what it is. But, like, you know, a couple other things, the, the uh, table turning, that was the big thing that it's like, how do you debunk table turning? Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, I talked about how some of the mediums, especially the Fox sisters, they had like rings where they could move the table in circles and like everybody would freak out and be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was really popular at the time were like, what we could probably say are double exposure photos. Yeah, yeah, spirit photos. <laughs> spirit yeah. photos. I, I have one pulled up in front of me where it looks like a family and all of a sudden there's like, a very fake bride behind them and it's like yeah this looks like double exposure photos mm-hmm. and people just didn't know that technology at the time correct but it, but it looks very creepy and like uh, to just to pause on that for a second like that was such a big thing when people started to figure out like that was a thing like the like if you take one pi- i i'm just going to fumble my way through explaining like old school you know photography but I guess you have to like change the glass like in between pictures. Yeah. And if you didn't, that last image would project yeah. on the new image, right? And so when people started to catch on to that and they were like, oh, people think like that's a ghost on there, they started to charge people $300 <laughs> to do spirit photography, right? And we're, and like, as someone who got a C minus in photography at Bakersfield College, <laughs> I can explain this a little <laughs> further. Uh, I've kind of fumbled. I'm surprised I got a, a, a C minus on it because I didn't try very hard. But yeah, it is basically taking two pictures on the same frame, like, you know, just rewind it back to that one. It's like, it's very easy to do. Some of them, though, I will say, I don't know if you've ever seen this one. I think I think I mentioned this on another episode, and I can't, I think, uh, is it Sam Sharon? Yeah. Sam Sharon, yeah. Yeah, I think he was on, on this episode where I mentioned this, but have you ever seen this picture before? This is the one where the guy's falling yeah, in the Yeah, the family's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they, is one of the ones that is, like, unexplainable because they did test it for double exposure, and that was not the case on that. Mm. So that is one of the creepier photos where I'm like, I don't know what that is, um, but it is either there really was a dude falling from the ceiling at the time. Or a ghost. Or a ghost, but, yeah, very, very interesting photo. Yeah, Um and you mentioned that, you know, all these things, uh, parlor tricks, if you will, or whatnot, right? Um, people started to catch on to this because, again, like, by the time the Civil War was happening, and, again, millions of men would go off to war, uh, you got to think people in mass were having to deal with grief and that non-resolution, you know, that non no closure to these deaths. Like, you saw your loved one, you know, walk off to war, 
and never return kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know where they're buried. You don't, you know, you, there's, there's no gravesite or ashes that you can hold and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like that unresolved feeling that they have. You have people experience this in mass and spiritualism uh, caught on. And so it's very easy for, you know, people going through that, you know, to follow through with like, oh, let's go hold a seance so we can talk to, you know, my, you know, deceased brother or father or yeah. uncle or whatnot. Right. Uh, but people in, you know, the, the 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 education system started to take place. And this is where you get like the Siebert Commission where they started to do like a thorough scientific analytics on all of those things, such as, you know, slate writing, spirit uh, wrapping, you know, objects flying, um, uh, you know, spirit photography, spirit boards, you know, the precursor to, you know, Ouija boards and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they started to explain away all these things scientifically. Um, you also have people like Harry Houdini, who made it very much his life's <laughs> mission uh, to uh, debunk um, spiritualists and whatnot. And that it's funny how he got into it is because he very much wanted to contact his mother and was super disappointed that he wasn't able to do it and was able to recognize those parlor tricks as just cheap knockoffs to magician's tricks and kind of made it his life mission to expose these frauds. Did you, one of the more popular ones, and I know he was big on the Wikipedia thing, is the Colin Evans guy mm-hmm. who could like levitate, and which is like a, who's the really popular magician right now? Like David Blaine. David Blaine. Like yeah, that's yeah. literally the trick that David Blaine does every time where he like mm-hmm. basically like rises to his tippy toes and he's like, I'm levitating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's literally what this guy would do. And people would freak the fuck out and be like, dude, this guy's fucking ghost are lifting him up. Yeah. And like, I do think you see a guy like, like that. And if you're Houdini, who's like the greatest magician at the time, greatest escape artist at the time, like, you see that and you're just like not impressed by that. Like you do things that are like way cooler than that on a nightly basis and all of a sudden like you have some charlatan like you know like he spotted it and yeah. and he made it his life's goal and magicians at that time period made it their life's goal to like expose these people for mm. for like what they were. So yeah. And then you even had people that um like spiritualists who were kind of like in the middle about this who were like, you know, I believe in this. You know, I believe when I sit down with my spirit board with my friends and whatnot, right? And I have these seances. I believe in all this that is going on, right? The science to it hasn't, you know, entered their mind. That you have a person like a Thomas Lynn Bradford. And I thought this one was super sad. He committed suicide in the name of trying to uh, be a proponent for real spiritualism. So in the name of spiritualism, he committed suicide. Not because he was depressed. Well, maybe he was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But on paper, he said he committed suicide. And he had his assistant uh, set up a series of um, ways to communicate with him after he passed on. So that way he can prove that you know talking to the dead was a real thing. The unfortunate thing for Thomas is, is that never happened. No contact was ever recorded with him and his assistant. Yeah, I mean, things like that were were happening pretty often. Um, I can't um, can't remember the name of the experiment, but let me look it up really quick. Um, but I do think people were putting a lot of weight into what science was saying, mm-hmm. um, and 
there was an experiment. This is what it's called. It's called a 21 gram experiment Mm -hmm. and completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but it kind of ties in science and and spiritual things. But basically the thing we experiment was let's take people right before they die. We'll weigh them. And then when they die, we'll, we'll weigh them again. And if, you know, once the soul has left the body, we'll see if there's any change in, in weight. Apparently what they found consistently was that there was 21 grams lighter once the person had died. And oh, so wow. they were saying like, that's the weight of the soul. But apparently, you know, this, this is where you have to kind of think about it where it's like also like gases are being released from the body and things like that. Like when you die, a lot of people, you know, people don't want to hear this shit, but like people kind of shit themselves like that. Your body mm-hmm. goes into like, into like shock mode kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like you're dead for the first time ever. You're dead. So yeah. like your body kind of like does things that it normally wouldn't do. So it is, you know, that experiment had its flaws to it. And, but people took that information and ran with it. Like, Oh, there's evidence. 100% science has proven that there's a soul. And this was a really popular experiment at the time. Like everybody was citing this all of a sudden, like do you pretty much proven that God's real? If you can, if you weighed that and it was, it went hand in hand with the spiritualism movement where it's like, like, you know, there were literally scientists that were like, I don't know how you guys are doing it. I can't disprove it. And as soon as somebody would say that these spiritualists would like, see like, there you go. He can't disprove it. Like this is real. And that's really what also brought it into like popularity. While Harry Houdini was over here on the other side saying, it's like, it's wires, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do that shit. Like, and a lot of it, too, was a lot of misinterpretation of, um, of you know, just past stuff like the Bible. Like, uh-huh. I, I, this, get, this got cited over and over again. Like, when I would actually listen to, like, a show that was ran by, you know, current day spiritualists, they would describe, you know, Bible stories like the witch of Endor or whatnot, right? Or when, you know, King so-and-so, you know, communicated with the dead and whatnot, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess if you're framing it that way, but you're not talking about people who are like actively searching for, you know, communication with the dead. We're talking about in the Bible, right? Like God intervening and setting up some story where this person has to talk to X, Y, and Z and whatnot. Like, what you guys are doing and what that story in the Bible is two different things. You're talking about Star Wars and Star Trek. Those are two separate things, bro. They're trying to combine them together, okay? Yeah. And so, like, you saw a lot of that, a lot of, like, what you were saying, where it's just, like, the science stopped once it was convenient, that confirmation bias. Yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of things, like, a lot of stories that just, like, were not explained. Again, I know you mentioned, like, you know, the Ouija board, where that, like, that's absolutely true, where, like, the planchette moves because your hands are are going to be moving, whatever. No matter how still you try to make it, your hands are going to be moving and whatnot, right? Uh, but we talked about this, too, on the episode, I believe it was the Dybbuk box. Yeah, yeah. Where that whole story was bullshit. The guy who, you know, put that on eBay, he admitted that was bullshit, uh, but once you start to put spiritual weight into something, that's when you said, like, man, maybe next up for October I'll buy a, spir- or a Dybbuk box. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nah, man, let's not even fucking play with it because I do think there is weight to that. Like once you start invoking uh, negative energies or negative spirits yeah. or maybe you're even trying to invoke, you know, positive spirits, those negative energies can intervene and whatnot, right? So I think – I don't think the Ouija board itself – or you know the 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 turning t- the table turner itself is 
demonic or spiritual or whatever but like once you start inviting those things in yeah it yeah. does leave the door open for those things to open and you did see some stories like that where it's just like oh shit we were holding a seance here to communicate with you know joe buck that fought for the north you know during you know the civil war and then all of a sudden we have like this demon house in the middle of indiana now and shit so two things come to mind and i guess like and now it's time to talk about the stuff that's like more interesting because obviously there's stuff where it's like there were people tying bells to wires and all this stuff <laughs> but then there was also stuff where like a ouija board seance was happening mm -hmm. and all of a sudden somebody would fucking like life would change here because all of a sudden they would become like possessed or whatever you want to say like you know and weird shit would happen where it would not be like common like easily explained even by a harry houdini or whatever mm -hmm. like why this person all of a sudden is no longer how they were you know an hour or two ago to me i mean it's one of two things it, the the scientific the the skeptical side of myself i don't want to say scientific but i do think the power of suggestion is very strong mm -hmm. like if you know um, if I told you, Hey Jacob, this room is haunted. And like every time I'm, I'm in here by myself, I feel like someone's touching the back of my neck. So just heads up. If you feel that, I think that's Larry, the ghost that died here or whatever, <laughs> you know, like whatever you want to say. Like, so every time you feel like a slight anything, you're like, Oh fuck, that's that thing that Art talked about. That's Larry, the ghost, you know, mm -hmm. like if you hear something, that's Larry dude. But I do think the power of suggestion is very strong that like, the human mind is very good at tricking itself mm -hmm. and filling in the blanks and like doing all this crazy shit so much so that, you know, can, can something like the Ouija board and the power of suggestion do that to a person? And I would say, yes. I mean, you have church people that go to church every weekend and like all of a sudden they're speaking in tongues and like rah, 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 and running yeah. up and down the alley, like hallways of their church and going all crazy. And, I mean, I don't think that that's a sign that means God is real and God's talking to, like, mm -hmm. whatever, like, Larry that works at Lowe's and then goes to church on the weekends. Like, like that, to me, doesn't prove that God's real. It just proves that you that's the power of suggestion. Yeah. Like, And I do think that that kind of explains a lot of what I've seen personally when it comes to Ouija board and, like, people's, like, suggestion and their fear and their own mind mm -hmm. getting ahead of them. On the flip side not all of it can be explained. Mm -hmm. And that is where I leave a little bit of like a little bit of room for my like, but I'm willing to admit that I can be proven wrong on this. Correct. Sorry. I remember my mom and uh, she was talking about how when she was younger, uh, let's say 14, 15 years old, uh, one of her best friends at the time, her mom died and you know, all the girls in the neighborhood, like they had a, a sleepover and whatnot. And she was talking about how, um, you know, they were doing the typical, you know, 14, 15 year old. Light as a feather. Well, <laughs> not even that. Like, you know, just like talking about boys oh, doing yeah, each other's yeah. hair and makeup or whatever. Right. And then one of the girls busted out a Ouija board and said, hey, let's talk to so-and-so's mom. Yeah. And that girl was like, no, like, you know, started crying and whatnot. And like everybody else was just like, let's fucking do it. Let's see, you know, see if this shit's real and whatnot. Right. Yeah. And so my mom says like, you know, eventually everybody got on board. They started fucking around with the Ouija board. And there was a picture, I guess, behind them. And this is what this is my mom saying that she sticks to her guns on this. 
that it was a picture of a rowboat, you know, on the banks of like a like a creek or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, I guess something like the board said something freaky and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, the water in the picture started flowing, and everybody saw it. And then all of a sudden, the boat like just goes into the river and just like floats away on the picture or whatnot, right? And I was like, my mom's told that story a many a million times, and I remember she was catching up with one of those friends, you know, a few years back, and um, the conversation just was like, remember when that happened? Like we were all messing with the Ouija board and whatnot, and that happened. And then that lady had the exact same memory, so it's just mm-hmm. like. I believe that. And I know I've mentioned my, you know, haunted house or whatever, you know, that I grew up in a million times. And, you know, they did do that. You know, they did have seances in the house. When we carpet, when we uh, shampooed the carpet, there was this big, you know, pentagram in the middle of the carpet and whatnot. They were invoking spirits. You know, the cemetery conveniently was like 15 feet away. (laughs) You know, they would do, you know, you know, rituals and whatnot. And there was energy and spirits in that house for many years, you know, until we, flushed it out you know with different spirits and energies and whatnot right so i absolutely believe in that now to say that is is that ghosts though like i this this episode really made me sit down and think about that like huh i know i have my paranormal experience but that was straight up like evil energy or demons or whatever you want to whatever you might say but I've never had like a positive, you know, experience or yeah. anything that I could say is like ghost related. It's more like you said, like when on the Patreon, subscribe to the Patreon to hear about that, where you were talking about that room where it's like, mm, that sounds like a demon. Yeah. Like that's mostly been my experience and whatnot, right? And that's like kind of like where I lean towards, like maybe I don't believe in ghosts because like you, I've never seen a ghost. I've yeah. seen demonic, evil energy or whatever you have. But I haven't seen ghost ghosts, which is supposed to be very neutral, right? There's not there's not an attack there. You know, it's more of to communicate or just to be seen kind of thing. And I've never experienced that before. Mine's been more of <laughs> of the demonic nature or whatever. But it that's where I think like the whole spiritualism thing, where it's like, yeah, they ha- they go the real ones, I guess you could say, quote unquote real ones. They go into it with good intentions to talk to Ma or Pa or whatnot, right? But then they come out of it invoking spirits that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Even the show, and I know I do this every fucking episode. Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Jacob's baby. Haunted House. Skinwalker Ranch. Dude, if somebody's doing Art and Jacob bingo right now, they just fucking said uh-huh. like bingo out loud right yeah. now, dude. Or if an AI is listening or whatever. Masturbation check. Skinwalker Ranch check. <laughs> haunted house. <laughs> haunted house. Bingo. Uh, but anyways, they talk about that too. You know, and there's a lot of energy on, you know, that ranch and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And people, you know, have held seances and whatnot. And on that, sh- I believe it's the second season, you know, <laughs> they start doing, you know, some ritual on there. And you start to see an energy appear. And mind you, it's in the middle of Utah. And it's cold as shit outside, and you see the whole um, homestead filled with all of this like aggressive uh, energy. What you see the temperature rise and whatnot. And so I think there is something to say like you can invoke spirits, whether yeah. they're good or bad. Yeah, I guess if we get to where you know, ultimately the talking to ghosts and where we stand on it. I mean. I, I've said this multiple times, dude, where I'm like, I want to believe 
I, I <laughs> as a person who's like very like oh, I believe in Bigfoot, I believe in aliens, I believe like interdimensional shit's a possibility. Like ghosts are always that thing to me that is like I don't know because for someone who's like been like in like very like like what you know I, that just was the queen mary you know it was like labeled the most haunted location in the united states or whatever and like I, although if you listen to the patreon i did take a picture that is unexplainable i'll post it on the on the martin jacob page or whatever so people can see it but for the most part like you know even that i feel like is possibly explainable like you know maybe fucking like a little piece of lint flew in front of it and blew up the the light because i was taking multiple pictures that you know mm-hmm. in a camera roll to a burst yeah to try to like um to to see if there was any differences or whatever so i mean uh, ghosts are always been that thing to me that it's like or you know speaking to ghosts i don't know i i feel like like you can't talk to ghosts this is my personal belief like mm-hmm. this is all right this is where i like you know i don't think we can reach out to ghosts, but I do think like if ghosts are real, they can reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I, I I still feel like that. And I just, my experiences with the Ouija board, I, I feel like it's, I, I feel like it's nothing. I feel like it, that is your consciousness telling you what you, cause you're controlling it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is the human brain, like taking you where you w- ultimately want to be. If if you're afraid, it's gonna take you to fear. If you're happy, it's gonna take you to happy. If you're if you whatever you're looking for, it's gonna find it for you because that is your brain taking you there. Mm-hmm. That's that's been my experiences every time I've messed around with Ouija boards. Every time I've had friends mess around with Ouija boards, I've seen it multiple times where it's just like, that's what I see. And I do think that like the people that have like those like oh man this person's being possessed or whatever, that's the same motherfuckers that like run around and. At church, yelling like <laughs> like it's the same people. Like I don't think that that's actually like the Holy Ghost possessing them or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's how I feel about the Ouija board. But I do think that there's there's strange things that I've seen, like or like 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 today I was talking to my girlfriend. We were on we were leaving the Queen Mary, and I asked her like, "Have you ever seen anything weird?" And she's like, "I haven't personally, but my cousin took a picture of." of like a full body apparition. And I was like, you saw it? And I was like, yeah. And like, usually I'm super skeptical with that. Cause anytime I see like a flare, like a, you know, orb or whatever, I'm always like, get out of orbs, get the fuck out of here. Like nothing. But a full bad body apparition to me is like the Holy grail of like that. I find like interesting. And like, that's what she claims. I didn't see the picture. She didn't show it to me, but like, and people have even that falling ghost picture like that has never been disproven like mm-hmm. what that is i don't know i don't know if like you know it could be you know some david blaine label <laughs> level shit you know where it's like people yeah. faking things like that maybe the family was in on it um so there are strange photographs and like strange voice recordings and things like that like mm-hmm. that i cannot disprove and i always think that that anytime people try to reach out to ghosts it doesn't really like work out but when ghosts try to reach out to you that has always been the thing where it's like i find that kind of weird i i i i like where you're going with that because i personally i've told you this too like where you say like you know i you know i've gone searching for you know paranormal experience 
And I've always told you, I was like, I don't think that's something that you can go out and search for and find. I think that it just finds you kind of thing. You know, my haunted house story, Ross's haunted house story. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody I've ever spoke to that's had like a paranormal experience. It's not something that you can necessarily, you know, like, hey, it's Friday. Let's get some Jack in the Box and find some ghosts. Like, yeah. I don't think that ever really happens. Maybe it does. I don't know. But the legit stories that I've run across, I mean, unless you're sitting there invoking spirits or whatnot, um, I, I I think that is something that like they find you. They're trying to communicate with you. And one story that popped up when you were talking about that was is you know my mom passed away in April, and um, three weeks later you know I had a baby um, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you know Mr. Mom or whatnot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or Junior. Junior, I think, yeah. I think that's the movie. Anyways, I'll post a picture on that. Look who's YouTube. talking now, part two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, it was, it was that's a roller coaster of emotion that you're going through right there, right? Yeah. And so anyways, um, my uh, girlfriend, she had the baby and whatnot. And like maybe like a month or two or two weeks later, I should say, you know, I'm watching the baby on the couch and, you know, she's washing or she's showering our other child and um, I'm just sitting on the couch watching wrestling or, you know, 90 Day Fiance or whatever, Skinwalker Ranch, whatever the yeah. fuck I'm watching on TV, yeah, right? Yeah. And my girlfriend comes out of the shower and she goes, she goes, do you smell that? And I'm like, no, I don't smell shit. And she goes, it's your mom. And I was like, no, it's not. And she goes, did you bring some stuff home from your mom's house? Like when you were cleaning? I was like, no, I haven't even been to my mom's yet. And she goes, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, there's nothing from my mom's house over here right now. And she goes, Dude, your mom's scent is like really strong. And so she started sniffing like a goddamn bloodhound or whatever. And she got right to the baby, our yeah, newborn yeah. baby. And she goes, dude, it is super strong right here. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I promise you, I don't smell shit. And she goes, dude, your mom's here. And I'm like, stop fucking around with me. Don't play like that. I was, she goes, no, I am not playing. And she started like tearing up. She goes, your mom's here right now. And I'm like, I, like, I couldn't like talk or say anything because I was like, okay, if you're joking with me right now, that's fucked up. But if you're being real right now, like, that's creepy. Then fast forward to, like, maybe, like, a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Uh, it's a different situation. She's watching the newborn baby, and, you know, I'm watching Archie. We're sitting there watching fucking Skinwalker Ranch or whatever, right? And Archie goes to run down the hallway to get his clothes for when he needs to go get a shower. And my girlfriend, she pops her head out of the bathroom. She goes, I smell it again. I'm like, shut the the fuck up like i do not smell anything like let me know now if you're playing she goes no i smelt it because it ran by when archie ran by and i was like get the fuck out of here and she goes no i promise you your mom's here right now and i'm like i can't confirm or deny this because obviously i can't i didn't smell it but she is very adamant that she smelt those smells and I don't know if that was my mom, you know, checking in on her grandkids or whatnot or seeing, making sure I'm not masturbating or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I mean, if that, is, if that is possible, I do believe, yes, ghosts or spirits, you know, they can communicate with you. They can do that. But it, to me, as far as, like, reaching out and doing that, I find it very dubious at best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I, I mean, to me, I, I think that's all, like, witchcraft and demon shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I... I believe in the power of suggestion. I believe in all these things. I mean, I do think in, in all of my experiences of going out to, like, you know, abandoned railroad places and trying to find the brown mountain lady road and, like, like the lady that haunts the road to Taft and all that shit, like, 
and going to the Queen Mary and the Millennium Biltmore and all these like haunted hotels and places that I've you know like hanging out with like goth kids at at <laughs> cemeteries and like shit like listening to Marilyn Manson trying to see if the devil shows up and like never anything like uh-huh. anything at all. But the one thing that in all of this that I I can't explain and I guess I'll say like electrical issues can explain this and I I remember one time I saw something kind of weird when I was younger but and I will say that my, this is something my mom told me probably like last weekend whoa but um at her house that, that you know she still owns she my uh, my dad's ashes are in an urn and um they're kept in this like in um. And like where our like, I guess like, not the family room. We have like a like where the dining room area is, right? And um, um, in that thing, there's like a light bulb that just you can turn it on if you want to like illuminate like that that um that like that where the urn is kept up, right? So my my mom was saying like, hey, did you like did you know that that light's been turning on by itself? And I was like, no. And I was like, she's like, I'm not kidding. It like turns on. Every time I come here, I have to turn it off. And I was like, all right, whatever. And like, I, very skeptical of me. But the last time I was there, the light was on. Like that light does turn on by itself. How it turns on by itself, I don't know. I mean, it could be something electrical with <laughs> the wiring of the whole thing, whatever. Uh-huh. But I, I do think that, you know, like if if humans have electrical residue or or, you know, whatever it is, like, He's you know, you need to mow the, that the, fucking lawn, the, dude. That's the, like, you know, like the blueprint of like yeah. what a human is, the energy that we leave behind. It's, it's maybe it's strong enough to be like what we interpret as ghosts. Mm-hmm. So like, I do think that that, that is something that is, I don't know. I don't view it as freaky. It doesn't scare me. It is. I don't think about it as like, anything malicious like oh you know, yeah but uh or anything like that. anything that freaks me out type of thing um but that's that's what i mean like anything i every time i've seen like real evidence of a ghost or like ghostly activity it's never been through some motherfucker going to a haunted house with like a spirit box going i'm a demon or like you know like I don't know if you've seen those things. Yeah, I've like seen that, it, yeah. those always come across as like, dude, there's nothing. Like, oh, I felt the cold shiver, and a or, lot of the, like it's a hundred percent. I think it's the power suggestion, and then like when you talk about like these um, seances that would happen and whatnot. Yeah, I mean demonic shit. You know, like that's how I would explain some of it. But then also too, you look at the popularity of when spiritualism rose again during the Civil War, during World War One, uh, during the flu pandemic of 1918. Um, also, too, there was a resurgence in the 1970s when the New Age movement, where spiritualism kind of gets, you know, uh, cannibalized through that, uh, were coming out of the Vietnam War, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever there's like a lot of mass casualties and people are, you know, searching for that, mm-hmm. right? They're susceptible to believing that as well, right? They're, they can fall prey to either parlor tricks or just their own mind, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what you get. Like, you don't, you, you don't, not go to that as like you don't see stories where like I went into this as a skeptic and I walked out a believer kind of thing like there's not a lot of stories out there that go into it like that it's just like it's a grieving person wanting to talk to their grandma or their dead yeah. like Abraham Lincoln's wife like their 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 son 
uh, Queen Victoria. It was, I believe, her son as well. Yeah. You know, like a parent should never have to bury yeah, their child. Anytime you're already going down that road, though, you're already looking for that. That's yeah. how I've always felt about that. Like, one of the, you know, kind of related stories to this, I believe it was in Japan. Like, there's an Unsolved Mysteries episode about this where they had, like, a, a tsunami and it wiped out, like, like... 40% of the population. Like wow. it was a massive tsunami. And like after that, they started to get like the first ever like mass um like ghost sightings like all over the like island, like one of the oh, Japanese wow. islands. And it was super interesting. Like there's no way to debunk it, but people would get like phone calls from their dead relatives. People would say like like cab drivers would say that they'd be like picking up people and then they would they wouldn't be in their back seat anymore. Like wow. it was like a mass like ghost thing. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> and it, it was very uh, to me it's like super super interesting. So I I don't know I I I I find ghosts interesting or the concept of ghosts very interesting. But I, in my experience, all the times I've gone out to mm-hmm. try to like see something hear something like videotape something like it never happens Mm -hmm. i just i I don't believe that you can do that even if you went in there with the best like technology and like like heat sensitive all this shit like i just don't think that's possible if it and you people make the argument that that's more for like demonic entities and i don't know about that shit like i don't even i don't know that's where i land on it not to like i said not to be like the bible not to sound like a bible something conservative over here but like i do think like unless you know what you're dealing with and even the people that know how to deal with that like even they caution not dealing with that shit like i don't think that is something you should to deal with at all because like i said with a dibbig box with you know ouija boards with any of that stuff like you don't you're you're not you don't know what you're doing basically right mm-hmm. so like it's like don't like to me in my opinion don't fuck with it because to me like i said like it to me like it just seems like you're inviting demonic spirits in and whatnot mm-hmm. right and maybe they have more power than you know the dead souls out there who just turn on your dad's light or mm-hmm. smell like my mom down a hallway or whatnot right they're they're capable of the scratches they're capable of the you know all the bad stuff you yeah know, for the haunted so it's like yeah don't why even fuck with it just just let your dad turn on the light let my <laughs> mom's perfume per, percolate yeah. you know in front of my baby let that happen but yeah let's let's not fuck with the, the that, demonic yeah. shit the yeah. demonic stuff is always is always interesting to me because like maybe this is just like the me growing up in like the mormon religion that i'm just like like there's no demons in like the Mormon stuff, and maybe that's because I didn't grow up with that. Like I just didn't have a. I'll say this though, like one of the things I always tell people though too, like remember a couple of Patreons ago where like this guy on PCP said he sees like <laughs> angels and demons or whatever, right? He's a seer for the Lord. Um, I was having like a conversation with him, and I said, you know, I said. Uh, basically, like I I know what you're talking about, but at the same time. You know, because I was like, how is that any different than, you know, a psychic or, you know, the Long Island medium? He goes, oh, that's because that's for the devil. And I was like, but yours is for God. Anyways, we're having like a back and forth about that or whatever. Right. And I was like, you realize like I, you know, I told him a very, very short thing. Like I grew up like in a haunted house. Right. Like it was possessed by demons. That had to be exercised twice. And even then they didn't leave. And he goes, yeah, how'd you get rid of them? I was like, literally, 
the those entities only have as much power as you give them. So mm. you already leading in with it. This is what I would say to you on that. You already saying like, wow, that shit don't exist. Already kind of going into that with that mind frame. You're already taking away most of their power. And anybody that is experiencing it, Ross or anything that ever had like an experience, you have to have that attitude. And maybe it's like a mind over matter thing. I don't know. But there is something to negative energies where they feed on fear. And if you don't have anything to feed them and it's, it starves yeah. them out kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that I was talking to, um, when, uh, one of my buddies one time and she was like, Oh, the reason that you don't see ghosts is cause you don't believe in them. And like, you don't, if you don't believe in that shit, like it's not going to happen. Like you're never going to see it. And I'm like, all right, well that's kind of like, that's kind of like a, del- a very convenient for like ghost like believers, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like I, I I didn't like that answer. I get why people say stuff like that, but I'm not I'm not really with that answer. Mm-hmm. I also think like there's this anime I really like, and one of the things that they always say is like, uh, work of the devil or act of God, and like I always think that like you know like th- that's open for interpretation. Like what what this is coming from, like. You know, someone gets freaked out by a scent or a light turning on or whatever it is, like, might be viewed as beautiful or, like, connection to something like that. 100%. Or, you know, same thing as seeing, like, you know, the the um, the uh, the Queen Mary. They say, see, like, little girl footsteps, like, wet footsteps from the pool all the time because that's where that little girl drowned. And, like, that might freak people out, but that might be, like, you know... I, <laughs> work of the devil or act of God, like mm. don't know what it is. Maybe it, neither, th- neither. It doesn't yeah, it's matter. Like, that's at that point. It's like, that's just nature. It's just, you know, what is electricity? Is it work of work of the devil or act of God? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, it, it is what it is. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Good interesting. Talk. Interesting. It's interesting. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like this. I like this topic. Already the best spiritualism yeah. Yeah. podcast that you can listen to, but uh, you got anything else, man? No, that's it, man. Uh, uh, shout out to Jack Michelle with Warren. Shout out all the spiritualists. Shout out David Blaine. Keep doing <laughs> what you're doing. Your magic is real and we believe in you. Um, that's it. Yeah, so uh, with that said, guys, if you have anything to say on the topic of spiritualism or talking to ghosts, God, I got my fucking hands full trying to like figure out like the album art for this because I'm going to have to fit all that in like to the like the topic like when I post the audio. Uh, but when I fucking put the album art for the fucking, you know, the, the Instagrams and whatnot, that's going to be hell. But anyways, guys, if you have anything to add on the spiritualism talk it or talking to the dead, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do I mean, X. It's not Twitter. God damn it. I need to correct myself on X. X is going to give it to you, but X <laughs> is going to give it to you at Art and Jacob Do A1 because God damn son, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, that's just how a steak is done. Uh, if you want to help support this podcast, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So if you like us here, you'll love us over there. This week is no exception. Art kind of ties in this topic with his experience. He goes to uh, the haunted Queen Mary and takes the full you know, ghost tour over there gets a freaky ass picture for himself as a non-believer he gets probably a fucking spirit picture kind of a weird picture it doesn't look like it does look like something i'm not there. gonna i'm not gonna lie i went into him like oh what bullshit is art gonna show me or whatever right but i looked at it and i was like damn that looks like 
You know, Ectoplasm. Like, it looks like, you know, when the Ghostbusters <laughs> are trying to, like, get the Marshmallow Man and shit, like the end of the gun kind of thing. It looks yeah. looks like that, dude. It's kind of weird considering it's just yeah. a picture of a door. Yeah. But anyways, guys, uh, listen to the Patreon <laughs> to get all of that. Uh, as well as if you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend hanging over to the website, rnjigabooamerica.com. Follow the merch links where we currently have four designs up for your purchasing power. And it's not so much to help us monetarily as it more or less is helps us advertise this podcast. So uh, head on over to the store, buy a t-shirt. Maybe you want to take the ghost tour over at the Queen Mary. Uh, you'll be hanging around with a lot of goth chola chicks. And, you know, maybe that will help grow the podcast even more because, you know, they'll become fans of the show and our listener, listen, listenership. God damn, I can't talk. Uh, will increase, therefore, making this dog and pony show continue on till the ether. Uh, but guys, if you want to hear other great podcasts, we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So check out other great podcasts on that network, such as our friends over at the world-famous Sofa King Podcast, Hillbilly Horror Stories, as well as, as well as Paranormal Punchers. I'm so shocked that they don't have an episode on this over there. But anyways, guys. Go over there, listen to them. But with that said, guys, I can barely talk anymore. Maybe an ectoplasm is going to shoot out of my orifices or something. (laughs) But with that said, guys, goodbye and good night. Good night.